Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safety. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, look, it's Talking Tesla. I don't even know the number. 170. 176. 176. Okay, we'll say it's 176. And uh, I've we've got no notes. Um, Tom is I in the studio notes. behind a glass over there. Uh, all the tech is screwed up. Uh, Robert's at home. It's a disaster. But Tom got to do one thing that we can talk about. One thing, Tom. Why? Did you just drive in the most beautiful why? I drove in a why. It's pretty nice. It's got white seats, you know. That's all you've got to say about <laughs> the most beautiful no, wine. I, it was, I enjoyed driving it. I enjoyed the visualizations of the full self-driving package that you've paid for <coughs> yet again. So you're saying I've got a nice package. <laughs> nope, I'm not. You're saying that. <laughs> you're saying that. I'm not allowing you to put those words in my mouth. I will say... I agree with you that the white uh, dashboard is no bueno. That's no good. I do like sitting up. I love the hatchback. I think the one thing that's really cool that I liked uh, was when you open the back, that the deck is nice and flush with the bottom surface, so you can just slide stuff in and out without having to like deal with the lip of stuff. Um, I wish my car had that. In fact, I wish your Y was white, and you were just a little more senile, just a touch. Like <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going, and you do the old switcheroo, uh -huh. and I never yeah. realized. You're just like I don't. It's so it's different. It doesn't doesn't feel right. It's it's different. I also, full disclosure, you remember when the Model Three came out, and we had just ad nauseum conversations about the hideous nature of the arrow wheels. Do you remember that? Uh, you hated them. I thought they were fine. Robert, where did you come down? And I bought them. <laughs> and he bought them. I bought so them. And I would say, so I'm the outlier, I guess, as it pertains to that. But I will say that if the, the Y arrow wheels were available for my vehicle, for the Model 3, uh, I would have definitely gotten those. I think that design with the two-tone, the color, just in general, is just a much smarter, much more fashionable design situation. Yeah, they are really cool looking. I like the spiraliness of them. So you like the size, you like the hatch, so you like the, the way it sits up. Mm -hmm. uh, you probably weren't in a lump to feel about the drive. How does it feel? Has the handling, how did it, what situation? I thought it handled pretty well. It had a good turning radius as far as, you know, for a car that's, you know, whatever its size, it's not really bigger than the Model 3 in terms of wheelbase. Yes, Robert? What would you like to input? Did you note, how do you think it felt, you know, being much higher up than your Model 3? And I'm sure you're very familiar with your Model 3 drive, especially when you're making a hard U-turn, mm -hmm. how did it feel in the Y to make such a 
like a hard U-turn and be up so high with this high center of gravity? Uh, I have to say, I didn't make a very hard U-turn. I will say because the car only has like 100 miles on it, the suspension is still very, very stiff, right? Like the springs haven't softened at all and none of that, you know, it's all just like mm, very tight and put together. So the ride seems a little bit rougher, went over a couple of speed bumps. I thought the visualization with the like addition of the stop signs is just amazingly useless because it doesn't work. But I mean, you know, we knew that already, but it's cool. And then the other visualization thing that no one discusses, or I've heard no one discuss, is the fact that you can see the trash cans. It's trash day here where you live. And you drive by three trash cans, three trash cans show up on your screen. You drive by two trash cans, two trash cans show up on your screen. That's pretty darn impressive. Although I went by a piece of, you know, like construction equipment in the, in the parked on the side of the road and it was ringed with, uh, with cones, traffic cones and the cones showed up, but not the piece of construction equipment. Like it wasn't a van or a vehicle. It was more like a, like a boom sort of lift thing. And it, it was almost as if it was invisible to the car. So I thought that was pretty, uh, kind of interesting I, i'm not you know my guess is that it kind of bounces sound waves or whatever it is off of items and sort of goes into a database it's van light. car okay it bounces light waves off a thing and it's like van car but doesn't well, whatever doesn't this bounce was, them off that's light hour it, it accepts light it's passive okay, whatever light. it does it's visualizing whatever it <laughs> does sorry <laughs> whatever it does this particular piece oh of equipment God. was not in its database of things it has seen before so it didn't like render it properly anywho the other thing so i don't know how familiar you guys are with the model 3 but you know like at the very base underneath the two doors uh, on either side of it that is it's the same color on the Model 3. It's a, it's like white, mine's white. And so the door's open and there's like a white piece of metal that runs along the bottom and actually attaches by a weld to that rear quarter panel. Now, on my Model 3, someone who was driving it at some point drove sideways up onto a curb and, and caused a little indentation. It probably was me, I'm just going to say, because no one else drives that car. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happened in a parking lot. So it's dented because I just can't imagine what it what it must be to like you have to replace that whole bottom piece and the and the side quarter panel. In fact, we should probably cut this out of the show in case I ever have to in, make an insurance claim on this thing. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we won't, I'm sure. Um, but the Model Y has a like a, a plastic piece that runs across the bottom of it and doesn't attach to either of the quarter panels. So if you were to have that same kind of situation where you hit one of those like cur wheel curbs or anything on the side of your car, they could just replace that piece of plastic. Doesn't need to go to the paint shop or the weld shop or or whatever. And then I noticed on the hatch, and no one's going to notice, I looked at the fit and finish, and yeah, there's some inconsistencies, I would say, in terms of like the way they attach the window trim to it, like on one side of the car, it doesn't go all the way, you know, to the edge of the door. So it looks like it's kind of like an indentation, but there's uh, there the hinge, Robert, you know, the hinge on the, on the hatchback, right? So there's a yes. hinge on the hatchback and it's all, everything's painted blue. And obviously they painted this, the hatchback and the hinge in different places at different times. And when they attached it, the the bolts that are attached to the that attach the hinge to the actual hatch are just like yes 
all the paint is scraped off of them because whoever like whoever put it on just like over torqued it and and peeled off some of the paint while they were mm-hmm. doing it again like minor things it feels like at times they're just they're just not taking as much care as they could there's a couple of really really very rough welds across the back of it um but that big one piece glass oh when you're sitting in it is pretty amazing and the fact that the rear uh, seats uh, also like recline just another inch or inch and a half or two inches is really nice when you're sitting in the back seat. So yeah, you can recline yeah. the back seats, which I thought was a really great, a little plus. bit, not a lot, but enough, and there's a, like enough that you can, just enough. Yeah. But it's enough to give you like a relief mm-hmm. on your back for when you're like on a long yeah. road And because trip. of the way that the deck is built in the hatch, the piece that covers that rear cargo area is much more robust than in the model three like much thicker much heavier because it's designed obviously to hold a little more weight i would say overall do i wish i had a y instead of my three uh no because i've been driving my three since 2018 and so i've saved fifteen thousand miles worth of gasoline uh but do i want a y yes why can somebody give me one anyone is anyone listening? Hey, Mark from RPM Tesla, I think if do you, you have just, an extra why you'd like to, you know, just donate to the cause? Yeah, could you just, yeah, just could you just replace out this little piece of Model Three? <laughs> for <a> model? <laughs> just a piece, a piece at a time. But now that, list. but now that you've driven it 116 miles, you made a couple of lovely YouTube videos that hopefully the people listening to the show have seen and watched uh, several times over at this point. Uh, what are your kind of first couple weeks of ownership thoughts on that bad boy? Actually, it's a week. Um, I love it. It's uh, is the best of all of the Teslas. You know, I've had a 3S and X. Mm-hmm. I like this one the best by far. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it's just the form factor. I don't think it looks as good as the Model 3. The Model 3 is a really attractive car. The Model S is a very attractive car. Um, so I don't think it looks as attractive t- to a lot of people. I don't think it's unattractive, but it's just that form factor. It's amazing how that hatchback makes that car so much more functional. I tried to throw surfboards in there with my son and just like you couldn't get them in with the hatch. We put the two surfboards in. I got my golf clubs in there. We could have put, you know, 387 kittens in there as well. Maybe a giraffe. 387 um, so kittens. That is just such a distinctly specific number that it makes me want to call the local pound to make sure that they have all of their kittens. What are you kittens, doing? Yeah, yeah. 387 kids <laughs> uh, and a giraffe. And it sits up really well, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the X does as well, but the X, because it's such a heavy car, to me feels like a very heavy car and it's handling and yeah. stuff. But the, the Y still feels like it's not as um, as low to the ground and zippy and well mm-hmm. handling as a Model 3, but it's still yeah. quite good. It's zippy, mm-hmm. not as zippy as the dual motor Model 3, but still plenty zippy enough i didn't get the performance i saved all that cash um the frunk is huge very big compared to the model three which again is very useful specifically for me i have uh, my golf cart which barely fit in the model three in the model y it goes in there and then i can put even more crap in there so that i really like that and the storage in the back underneath the the backpack uh, huge again, huge deep well. You could put about 287 kittens <laughs> in that puppy. I also noticed when I opened yours, 
your golf clubs will fit in there with your seats up. My mm-hmm. golf clubs in the Model 3 do not fit with the seats up. So like there's a well they'll f- there's a little depth. They'll fit if you jiggle them and jaggle them, but it's barely, very, I mean, you've very got the, tight. The driver gets a bit of a tweak yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yours fit like comfortably with the seats up, and I think that's really great. And honestly, I like the design of the Model Y seat because the lock is in the hinge of the seat as opposed to on the top back of the seat. Because on the Model 3, there's the like the the sedan like back horizontal back piece that they kind of clip into on the model Y that piece doesn't exist. So the actual lock is in the hinge of the seat. And that, you know, like if that wasn't the case on my model three today, I would probably go out there and try to figure out how to rip that piece out to get more space to make it closer to the Y. But since the seats kind of lock that way, it's not, not, not prank. But that makes the model that makes the Model Y less of a target for thieves. So you guys remember up in Northern California, there was a big rash of break-ins to Model 3s where they would bust the uh-huh. window behind the passenger rear mm-hmm. door. So behind the two rear doors is this triangular mirror uh, window. They would bust that, reach in, and that's where the handle is to drop the right. seat. So they would drop the seat, look to see if something's in the trunk. If they see something in the trunk... They would then bust the window of the door, open the door, grab out whatever's in the trunk. And that happened to enough people in Northern California that there's now three different solutions to stop that right, from happening. Right, but it's, not any, actually tried it's out. not any different in the Y because you can just see into the trunk in the Y, right? I mean, there's nothing stopping you from looking into the trunk. So you can see if there's something back there. You just don't have to bust a window to do it. Yeah, That's, well, wouldn't you want to cover that, though? Yeah, but there's no tornado that comes with it. Well, I'm sure somebody will make We're talking one. to you, Mark. I have a solution for this. Leave your car unlocked. I'll tell you the story. Here we go. I had a Honda Civic, and uh, it was an early GPS that was sitting on the f- driver's side seat, and they smashed the window to get to the GPS. The GPS cost like $120. Fixing the window cost 400 I should have just left the door open. It would have saved me a significant amount of money. I did that once in my Toyota Corolla hatchback and found somebody sleeping in my car when I went to get my car the next morning. That's because you only live in that's the, a little because you only live in the <laughs> finest neighborhoods, Robert. No, that's when I lived in San Francisco. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do? Excuse me, please. Could you get out of my car? I just went, did- you know. Knocked on the window of the car as if I was just somebody passing by, and this person startled and looked at me and I kind of made this like get out of here symbol and they they got out but then the car smelled for a while I had to drive cross town to San Francisco General and uh it smelled for a few days was it was and it Mel that was in the back of your car <laughs> you said I could sleep it, it was another small hobbit oh. <laughs> oh somebody that fits in the back that's seat. just hurtful uh what else about the why uh thomasina um let me tell you about it. so you were talking about visualizations and stuff that's just hardware 3.0 which is mm-hmm. great but specific for the why just those things alone i mean they're just small things but to me the why yeah is like the perfect car it's big but it's not too big right. the x is too big though i find the s is too big the three is a little bit too small in the storage area uh, so I find it kind of perfect. And did you watch Jay Leno's garage? Jay Leno had a Y and he went through it. No. 
Very impressed. Yeah. He did, Very and then he impressed. tried to close the frunk from like the the side. Did you? I don't know if you saw that, but it was like an Mm-mm. ouch moment. Because Tesla's very finicky when they show you how to close your front. It's true. You know, Two you hands. One, one hand on either side mm. of the emblem, and you push down careful because you don't want to bend it. Yeah. And I wonder how many people end up in the Tesla shop for either the adjustments, because they keep closing it on the right side, and now the right side goes lower mm-hmm. or left side comes up, and then or they need to have the hood replaced because it gets bent. I don't know what the incidence of that is, but... They're really pretty uh, militant about getting you to do it just the right way. But Jay Leno did it like it would look so awkward. Yeah, but I wonder but like- you know what's cool I wonder, about I that? I wonder how the most people don't notice that they bent it because the fit and finish is so finickily crappy anyways. At ah, you're so mean. But you know what's really cool? I don't have it, but uh, I talked to Mark at RPM Tesla. He is now installing an electric- Closing. So now the Y has the rear trunk will close electric, Mm -hmm. just like the S and the X. So that's pretty damn cool. But the trunk, I mean, the frunk does not. But Mark has a kit for, I think, the Y uh, frunk and the three frunk and trunk to make it fully electric. And even has a device like when you get to the trunk of the three you can wave your foot underneath the bumper and it just opens up. Yeah, I looked at it. I watched an install video of somebody that put that on theirs on YouTube. And man, it was like a lot of electrical work, man. I was, I was, I was going to do it. And then I saw that and I was like, mm, nope, thanks. No, I'm good. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like $1,100 if you go to RPM Tesla. Yeah, this was a DIY situation, sweet. so it was much cheaper, but, yeah. but it was still just a lot. The white, like running the wiring harness and tapping into stuff. It just felt like a little bit above my pay grade, which is, is very, very low. I will say, and I don't know if this is the, the case on the, the X or the new S's, the little button that you push to close the hatch of the Y is round. Yeah. And kind of flush. And the one on my, on RS is kind of rectangular and like a little clunky, I guess I would say from a design standpoint, a little more just clunky looking. And this thing is, is nice and round and flush. The fit again, doesn't flush, doesn't sit flush, but you know, it was designed to sit nice and flush and it looks much nicer. I I have no idea again, like if that was a specific, that particular thing is specific to the Y or if that is what the new X's and S's have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, when you order like an order of magnitude or two orders of magnitude more switches mm-hmm. from a supplier, then I think you can get the nicer switches. Ah, huh. I guess that makes sense. Hey, they fixed my window. I don't know if you watched the video. It's on YouTube. It's, I did. Uh, it's I did video. see that. And I was wondering if they had, I didn't want to open that door. That's the only door on your car that I didn't open because I was kind of afraid of that happening. Did they also fix the piece of uh, plastic, the rubber trim? Yeah. Yeah. They did it today. So they came out, and so let me tell you about touch, touchless uh, service. So they drove the little vanny van thing up, and they texted me and said, we're out the front, and we're going to fix your car. Didn't even say, come out and talk to us, don't sign anything. And this is, I should know this, but it was a little bit disconcerting as they walk up to my car, unlock it, and do all this stuff from their app. I'm like, oh, it turns out... <laughs> that uh, Tesla could drive off in my car whatever the hell they want. Which, of course, you know, because when you call the 1-800 number and you're having problems, they go into your car and they fix it. But it's just a little weird when two guys you've never seen before just, like, open up your car and you're like, damn. Um, So then they uh, said, oh, yeah, that looks like the window was never 
calibrated properly. So it was just doing all these funky things. I'm like, oh, good, good QC <laughs> quality control there at the uh, Tesla. So uh, they uh, calibrated it and then they took the strip that had taken a chunk out of above the window and put a new one on and it's all fixed. And then you know, they drove off and said, have a good day. How long did that take? Half an hour. Wow, that's good. I wonder yeah. how many times they didn't calibrate that window. I've seen oh, a few videos with the window actually dropping out or off yeah. of the track because probably somebody tried to slam it shut and didn't realize the window hadn't dropped. Mm. Yeah. My son just sort of closed it normally, like gently, but you could absolutely see if you were just like hopping out of the car and just flicked it shut, that would be enough force to just pop that off the rails. And Was it a it. software calibration or a physical, like they had to open the door and physically, do you have any idea? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was a very busy man. I didn't go out there and watch them. Yeah. I should have, but I'm a very busy very man. Busy. Tom. Yeah, very busy, probably. So that was good. And of course, in the last, you know, since I got it on Friday, it's not even a week old. It's like no. f- four days old. Um, I've been playing with everything, trying to break things so that when they got there, I could say, oh, and fix this and fix that and fix that. That's the only thing so far I've been able to see that is uh, broken. Now, in terms of you've found more stuff wrong with my car than I have, but I've been looking at panel gaps and stuff, and there's there's some panel gaps, and there's some things that are a little aligned. But, you know, since we've been talking about this, I've been following Robert's lead, and every time I walk past a Mercedes or a BMW, I look at them really closely. I'm like, hang on, nobody's doing this perfectly. Um, sometimes in BMWs and stuff, there's like significant panel gaps and stuff. I'm like, I think this is just... Um, hard to do. Yeah, I think it's hard to do. And I, and my concern isn't necessarily the panel gaps. Again, like I had all kinds of issues with panel gaps on my car and I can tell you that I don't, they're still there. They didn't fix themselves miraculously uh, and they don't <laughs> matter. So like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I was just mentioning it. Like the one thing that bothered me again was that one piece of window trim on the on the broken window, actually, the broken door window, the rear, so the rear passenger, the rear driver door, uh, the trim is is pushed back a little bit. The trim that goes along the top of the window is pushed back a little bit. So there's a little tiny bit of like the door top exposed and it just needs to kind of be just ever so slightly kind of slid forward. Very, very minor. Again, like for me, it's not necessarily that there are panel gaps, but what I see is like a thin gap to a thick gap and on the same gap, like they're not consistent all the way down. Uh, and like, a, a, and one side of the hatch had a little bit bigger gap on one part than the other. But again, at the end of the day, no one cares, right? As long as it's not leaking water, uh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It, you know, you haven't supercharged it yet. I'm assuming I'm curious if there's any kind of like additional, supercharger speeds or anything that we're seeing on the on the Y? I don't expect. I think it's exactly the same chemistry as the 3, so I expect it's going to be about the same exactly, in no. fact. Um, it's quiet. That's the other thing I should say. Very it's quiet. Very quiet. Very quiet, yeah. You didn't have but, any you know, the, wind, wind noise from the gaps between the glass? No wind noise. And you know what? An early Model 3 like Tom has, and then – uh, for a second there, I had a 2020 Model 3. And the 2020 Model 3 was a lot quieter than the 2017 Model 2018. 3. 2018. End of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, mine was yeah end of 2017. But anyway, uh, it's really quiet. So I don't know if they've done extra quieting. 
but it's good. I uh, can't tell you about the air conditioning and stuff and how much energy it uses because it hasn't been that hot yet, but Sam Munro said he, it's uh, good stuff, so I'm going to believe him. So I just I think it's really great. It's it's not a huge difference than Model 3. It's just those two things that really make the world of difference to me. Sitting up a bit higher, I like mm-hmm. that. And the extra storage room, for me, worth the price of it. Yeah, I mean, I think the extra storage room, like my car has a lot of storage room. I, and I feel like there's just aspects of the storage being easier to like access in the Model Y. Again, like I, I, I've put a ton of of big, large, like, equipment cases in my... What kind of ton? A crap ton. A crap ton. Yeah, like a a a modicum-sized ton of gear, like equipment. Like, I've had five Diva Light cases in the back of my Model 3, which, if anybody out there is in production knows, that's they're pretty big cases. Um, But the access is kind of difficult, right? Because you have to deal with, like, getting them underneath that horizontal piece in the back. And, you know, you got to kind of play around with it a little more. Whereas in the Y, you get that big hatch opens and you can just just shove, like you said, 587 cats or 380, whatever the number was. I don't know how many cats it was. I think it was 387 cats and then the the more thing. So, um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I, again, I wish we had the, I had the auto windows. I would like one. I think the, uh, the seat adjuster, the round seat adjuster on the front, on the front driver and passenger seats is a little freshly designed as well. It's a little smoother. It sits a little more flush. I think that one was pretty good. I feel like the carpets are a little thicker. I'll tell you this though, the pedals are ridiculous. Like the little tiny size of that accelerator pedal is like, it's miniature. It's so tiny. You definitely need to get those pedal covers from uh, Mark. Again, I didn't notice. I didn't notice anything about the pedals at all, but I have the, the feet of a small doll. Yeah. I mean, I'm really quite yeah. dainty, and so I didn't even notice. Yeah, it. they're they're tiny, and I think that's normal. I don't think any of them are very big, but they just and, and obviously the car is built to drive itself, and the pedals sort of being superfluous in that particular situation, and they work, and they're you know again they're well designed and all that other stuff, but just from like a visual standpoint, when you get in the car, they're just kind of tiny and nice to have something a little more robust, and you have that nice. I like that they carpeted the dead pedal, uh, which is I don't believe is done on the Model Three. I think mine is. It is now. If I've got it. Oh, you do? Yeah, mine is. What's the dead? That's pedal? that pedal for your left foot. Like that that oh, little that little thing where pedal. you rest your left foot. That's called a dead pedal. Yeah, yeah. Good, you know because it's made out of dead. People, because we're we're in a car podcast. Because it's a it's a pedal that doesn't work. Like (laughs) it's it's dead. dead. It doesn't do anything. (laughs) It doesn't do anything. It's just there. Oh, I thought if you put your if you put your foot on it, you die. There's a lot of things that you think, (laughs) Mel, that like maybe just aren't all that accurate. Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> this is just this is just one of those one of those oh, one of those things. And and again, like I I don't know. I know you like the white seats, man. Like in a hot, sunny Southern California, there's so much glare. You turn around to look out the side, and you're like, oh. yeah. Well, let me just speak to that because so I've got the Model Three with black interior, mm-hmm. and I same day I just I um, sat in the seat. There wasn't the. Re- I didn't have the window reflector thing up there. Sat in the Model 3 with the black mm-hmm. seats. I had a, f- a f- I think it's, Robert will remind me of this, but I think it's an 875th degree burn as I sat down on that thing. I think that's the number of degree burns. You mean you your have. buttocks 
was blistering. Explode. I have a solution to that. Uh, it's called window tinting. <laughs> it works and then remarkably. I, then I went into the Model Y, which was sitting next to that, mm-hmm. and the seats were warm, but they were not, you know, tear the flesh off you hot. So I love the white yeah. um, seats in the Model Y in Southern California, where it can get up to 800 degrees. So I must say that I did something I wasn't expecting to do. I know Mel, I'm sorry, Tom, you got your windows tinted. I did, very much so. I went I went to the same source mm-hmm. and got my windows tinted. RPM Tesla? Our, yeah, market That's RPM correct. Tesla. Plus. Okay, let me be very clear. He does not advertise with us. He does not. But he does give the boys some freebies. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> and he gives and our listeners nice and he guy. gives our listeners freebies as well. He's given out lots of trays and we've given out floor mats and you know Mark is he's a the thing about Mark is he's a very generous uh and he enjoys the show and he enjoys the listeners of the show and that's what he does. He supports a local Tesla club and he supports Tesla in general and so we like to support him. What has he got that you are trying to get right now, Tom? He's got a Model I mean, Y. On. Did we not talk about this at the beginning? <laughs> at some point, he won't need his Model Y anymore, and he may feel like he wants to give it to me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so I was, I'll finish my point, and then I'll go on to a text that I got from Mark. But mm-hmm. uh, he convinced me that I should tint the front windshield. Not with any darkness. I'm like, I think the darkness is 5% darker. It's minimal, but it reflects uh, the uh, red spectrum. So when I'm looking out, like a lot of things look a different color. It's strange with my, oh, you got that too, Tom? With my, oh, you just want to admit it. Okay. Um, anyway, so with my polarized sunglasses, it is weird to look through this tinted front windshield because if I turn my head sideways and the polarization mm-hmm. changes, all of a sudden that white car in front of me looks green. Yeah. And weird stuff like that happens. But when I get in the car, and mine is all white, and uh, it's been hot and the sun is beating down. We've had a couple of 85-degree days here. Uh, I don't really notice it that bad. I just open the windows and it's fine. So I think the white interior is definitely the way to go. And get the the um, the IR, the, the what is it? Um, infrared. Infrared spectrum tinting. That ceramic stuff, that's awesome. And actually, I even had the center console covered in a white uh, vinyl covering, which is super cool. Yeah, I got the front. I got all my windows tinted, including the top glass. Uh, right, and, and it make that made a huge difference in the overall heat of the of the car in general. Um, it's a, it's worth the investment to yeah. drive down there. It take, you take a little, it, you take, it takes a little while to get used to the one on the windshield. Cause I can see, like, I was seeing initially a lot of that uh, spectral stuff that you were talking about, but I also can see if the, if the sun or light is hitting it right, kind of like a little texture to it, sort of, you know, those like plastic screens you put over your iPhones and you can just kind of see a little dimpling Kind of get a little of yes. that, but after a while, like you, you get used to it, and it it really does make a difference at night, uh, and for the glares and stuff like that, and uh, it, for the sun for sure. Yeah, that the tinting of the windows has been phenomenal. So I had been baiting you, Tom, about the turning and a tight radius in the Y versus the three, and I've done both. I've turned hard U turns in both of those cars, mm-hmm. and when I did it in the Y. 
I was impressed how little roll there is. The handling on that car is wonderful. And considering that it's literally like a $35,000 car with a $10,000 battery, that, you know, so it's really not that expensive a car comparatively to another car. We pay a lot more money, right? Because Tesla has a big profit margin. They're running a 20% plus profit margin. You have to pay for the battery, which is considerably more expensive than an engine. So if that car was a gasoline car sold by Ford, it probably would be $35,000, right? If you look at the fit and finish, the interiors, the, the materials that it's made out of, it's not a luxury car. Right, but they're charging luxury prices for it. So like you've just made a you made a case for that that it's overpriced all of a sudden. And well, like and, and again, like I think there's no alternative. Yeah, I mean, even like the thirty-five thousand dollar three has a lot less technology, a lot less range, but I'm sure it's still a Whoa, 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 stop right there. It has way more technology than any other car. Which car? Way less technology. The, the $35,000 s- Yes, yes. Way less you technology the than has- the model, than, an, than the normal price of it. Like, they take a lot of the technology out of it at that point, right? All of the technology is in the uh, autonomous driving. That's where all the tech no, is. No, because there's some, they take some of the, you don't get the premium sound. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you, because in your car, there is... Um, you're paying for premium connectivity. Do you know how much that is? Like, because it says it expires. Okay, because I don't pay for that. How much? How much? He said a hundred bucks a year. Huh. So that's what I'm going to have to pay in another ten months, I guess. So because I don't, because I when I bought my car, I don't ever have to pay that. Is that your guys's impression? That's right, but you have to go get your computer upgraded in your Model Three. And have you done that yet? I can't get my computer upgraded because I didn't pay for the for the upgrade. Well, in that case, oh, now that look the at you and your so look much at you, cheaper. Look at you and your Segway. It's a it's twenty five percent cheaper for something that still works zero percent. Not at all. You know, I drove all the way to Long Beach on autopilot. I, it only crashed. It only got me to a crash once. My car already does all of that. But you have to pay attention. I do. I. Yeah. Why do I have to pay attention? So you're telling me that when you drove to Long Beach today, you don't have any of those yeah. keep your hands on the wheel warning things. I just rest my hand on okay, the wheel. But what, how is that different? Tell me what's different about your car than my car. I'm looking at the guy next to me in the lane, focused on his cell phone, continually kind of drifting up close to me. So I have to know if I'm going to take over for autopilot because of him. I get to watch the highway patrol pull somebody over. But I have the I mean, same stuff. Be, That's what I don't. Yeah, no, normally I wouldn't be watching that stuff. I would be like focused on the car in front of me and the turn coming up. Now I can just kind of not daydream, but. Look around with a lot less stress and and tension. Right, but my vehicle was early, so it has the early version of enhanced autopilot. Like it has enhanced. But you still have eight cameras. I don't. How many cameras? And you have radar under the bumper. How many cameras do you have? Same. 
Yeah, my that's what I'm exactly saying. Is that's what I'm yours. saying? Is like what the what is the actual physical difference? Like in terms of features? Because okay, here let's just go through this, right? So what Robert is referring to is somebody tweeted at Elon. I don't know how this happens. Somebody tweeted at Elon, "Hey, how about you make full self driving two thousand dollars?" And Elon's response was, "How about three? And now it's three grand <laughs> instead of four grand. Like that's literally how till July first. That's literally how decisions are made. And so this morning, after Robert sent me that tweet, I looked, and my app still said four thousand dollars. And right now, they've updated the app, and it says three thousand dollars. So it says full self driving, three thousand dollars. Navigate on autopilot. I have that. Auto lane change. I have that. Auto park. I have that. Summon. I have that. Traffic light and stop sign control. I don't have that. And coming soon, auto steer on city streets. I won't have that. So $3,000 for traffic light and stop sign control, which Mel, you paid for and is currently turned off. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much. And coming soon and soon in Tesla parlance. I mean, not to be a hater, but I mean, come on. What the does soon mean? Like, (laughs) Oh, sorry. We're still literally, I mean, I know there's been a pandemic, there's been global uh, racial upheaval, and we still haven't had a Tesla drive coast to coast. He's actually put out an entirely new model of car and built, I don't know, a factory and a half. And still, we can't, we haven't had a car drive across country. (laughs) It's like 1500 (laughs) days and counting. Did I tell you my uh, full self-driving story? Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm excited. It's going to be a great story. Mm -hmm. So my app flashes me this notification. um, Your upgrade to full self-driving for your um, Model 3 2017 is now available. Hardware 3.0 is now available. Um, Schedule an appointment Mm -hmm. to get it installed. So exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is huge. I paid uh, $3,000. I don't know what it's... Tom, tell me, it's some a huge amount of money for this. Too thing. much. You pay too much and again, actually. Way too much again. money. So then I go on the app and I'm like, all right, schedule. And it doesn't actually have that specific thing. So I just write in, I'm scheduling uh, the installation of hardware 3.0 in my uh, Model 3. And then I get an email back, which is so exciting. They email me back like 24 hours mm-hmm. later, like, well, we don't have that part. We can't what? do that. Mike, uh, what? You told me to schedule it, and then you're telling me you don't have it. So now um, the internal communication at Tesla, not strong. Mm. Um, Andre the Giant, strong. Internal communication at Tesla, not strong. <laughs> Andre the Giant, strong. Did you get the, did yeah, you get the tow don't. hitch for your car, for the Y? No. Okay. Uh, too bad, Tom. Now you can't borrow it. No, it's fine. I was just kind of curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I got it on uh, the X, like the first X I got, and I never used it. And I'm like, you know, I just don't okay, do that. So I'm not a tow hitch kind so of guy. So full self-driving on the Model Y. Mel has no idea what he paid for it because he paid for it nine, just the ninth time or something that he's actually paid for. The $7,000. I know what I paid on the Model Y. I know exactly what I paid on the Model Y. Yeah. Seven. Seven thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. For a thing... <laughs> That I might not ever see before I die because I'm 55 and will probably die before I'm 80. I might never ever see it used. So, so and and so again, like, and honestly, I would have a hard time buying the car without it because 
the autopilot that's currently included with the car is much less robust, again, than the version that I have on my vehicle, which is why there's very little incentive for me to upgrade, especially at the same price. So basically, a person who has a Model 3 with just normal autopilot that they didn't pay anything extra for, right? And I paid, I don't know, what, what do we call it? Five, four grand or something? Three grand when I bought my car for enhanced uh, autopilot? Yeah, I think it was 3,000 plus another 5,000 for the right. uh, advanced. Right, right, right. And so, but I had all of the features that I mentioned a little while ago included for that three grand. And the only additional yeah. five grand was for full self-driving. And guess what? That still doesn't exist. I'm just going to... I just I feel like I've made the right decision in 2018 January when I yeah but let me yes please Robert please tell me how I'm I'm wrong. This year, mm -hmm. we have seen a number of autopilot improvements. Uh huh. Right. I mean, it was end of last year that they made uh, the uh, parking lot. I think it was in September October. They made it so that the car could drive to you in a parking lot. I have that and. And no, you don't have advanced summon. You just have summon. That is, I believe that is incorrect, but go ahead. No. Well, I think you should take it to a parking I don't lot. You also go in and out. It I won't have go taken it things. to a parking lot and it has come to me. So, but anyways, please. In a straight please, line without anything Please continue. Else. Then they uh, brought us the street navigation. So now my car will drive in the street, slow down for a stoplight or a crosswalk mm -hmm. or a parking uh traffic light. And do you use it and i do, you do trust it um i trust it as much as i did autopilot in the beginning okay fair less That's fair. and and uh but it will not make a turn so it will not you know if my my navigation says take a left turn here it won't even get me close to the left turn lane and it makes no decision about mm -hmm. that and uh but I mean, these are significant to me. Very significant. Having watched yeah, autopilot yeah. for like three years. Yeah. How many years have we had autopilot? Three and a half years now? It's pretty, it's, it's ramping up and it's getting better quicker. So when do you think you could put your car on the network and make money from your car? And is it worth it to throw down that $3,000 now versus when he says, you know, autopilot complete it's going to be 10000 or it's going to be a lot more. Well, money. I believe the impetus for this particular discount is that the price is going to 5000 in okay. July. Like I think it's not – it's going from 3 to 5. So I am a little bit on the fence at the moment, but three grand, bros. Come on. Like, okay, how about this? Talk me into it. Talk Like literally – Talk me into it as if I'm just a right. listener on the it. show. All right, here we're going to go. All right, uh, Tom, let me give you the, the rundown here. So there's this uh, feature that's going to come to Tesla's any time now where you, the value of your car, which normally goes down, um, is actually going to go up because this feature, which is called autonomous driving, is going to allow you to put this car on a network so that while you're at work and you're doing your things, your poos and wheeze and your work stuff, in that eight to 10 hours that you're at work, your car is actually going to be out making money for you. <laughs> and so the value of your car, which right now might be $45,000, is actually going to go up to $300,000. If you think about it as in terms of an investment for $3,000, you're going to do 100x on that. 100x on that investment. 
if you just give me that money. Now, there's one problem that with this, and I want to be honest with you because you know, I'm not one of those guys. I want to be honest with you. It's going to occur within the next year or thousand <laughs> years. It's it's going to occur in that time right. frame. I'm just and, saying. And I don't know. I mean, again, I understand that we're in the middle of early, let's call it early days in what some have referred to as a global pandemic. I'm just just going to just going to throw that out there as an additional kind of nuance to this whole situation. Let's say that happened tomorrow. Are you going to put your car on a network and have just a bunch of strangers getting in it and have no idea what kind of uh you know illness they could be yes okay cuz you're never getting in it again after that or uh well i was going to say it the other way which is would you rather get in an uber with a human potentially excreting virus or an uber that may have had somebody excreting virus, but has had ten or fifteen minutes to clear out the virus. I would, I, I, I would not want to be the Uber driver or the passenger in the Uber, but that means I don't want to be the owner of the car after fifteen passengers have been in it all day. Okay, dude. If the math is correct, and I'm sure it's not, you'll make so much money out of your car. You'll have already bought your Y. You'll never be back in the Model Three ever again. It'll just yeah. be out there making money. That's why this has always made no sense to me. Because why would okay. a Tesla sell you a car right. if that can make three hundred thousand? So, so here's so I'm going to turn this around on both of you gentlemen. I will tell you right now: if you pay for my car to have full self driving, when it goes on the network, you can have all the money. Okay. Not wow. gonna do it. <laughs> right. So is it not a good deal? So or ask me is why. it a good deal or is it not a good deal? Ask why? me why I'm not why, gonna do it. Well, why are you not gonna do it? Because I'm absolutely unconvinced <laughs> that this thing is actually gonna work. <laughs> All right. So is there another reason, Robert, another non Tesla network reason that I should today I could do it on the show right now from my app, hit the upgrade button. And Apple Pay, three thousand. And actually, do you think that Tesla, that Apple gets thirty percent of that? Just out of curiosity, like how does that work? It's a, it's an Apple Pay. No, you don't get thirty. It's an in-app purchase. It's an in-app purchase. Apple Pay is. T- no. Yes, it's oh, an in. It's wait, an in-app wait. purchase. I don't know. Oh, I've never things. thought about that. <laughs> I thought no. If Apple Pay, no, it's an in-app purchase. It's yes, you're right about if it's just pure Apple Pay on a near-field thing. Then it's you're just, just a, a credit, credit card. card. But if it's an 3%. Apple Pay inside an in-app purchase, and Apple has been cracking down hard on this, there is no way Elon Musk has given Apple thirty percent of a three thousand. No, upgrade. that's their own app. I don't think. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's, in-app a, it's purchases. an in-app purchase on the App Store, and Apple has literally shut down so many apps recently, like apps that have like. Uh, you pay for your subscription, uh, like for Netflix, for instance, you pay for your subscription outside of the app and then you just sign into the app. Apple is really starting to crack down like hardcore on those types of situations because they want their money. So the real question. I happen to have a company based on <laughs> Yes. Uh, and I happen to work for one with the exact same scenario. So I, uh, I understand of what I speak. Um, so the question is, I can click it. And I can pay right now, Robert. Talk me into it. 
It's interesting because I'm looking on my app and I don't have the performance upgrade available to me right now. I don't have that either. What? I don't have that either. Uh, does that... It's gone? It's gone on my app right now. I'm going to look on my app. One moment, please. This is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you uh, don't understand what we're talking about, if you've got a dual motor, dual motor model three, mm -hmm. there's a there was an upgrade to faster acceleration for... $2,000, a half second faster acceleration. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking. But it's not there. So that's interesting. Uh, Tom, I don't, you know, number one, my first impression when talking to somebody who I don't think knows what they're talking about, I think they don't know what they're talking about. But I know you and I know you as a very intelligent, very wise man. And uh, I don't think I can convince you uh, if they told us, you know, by Battery Investor Day slash Tesla shareholder meeting, which is going to be September 15th, uh -huh. that they're going to launch the missing elements of autopilot, that it's still not, you know, uh, put blind grandma in the car and send her off to the dentist, that you still have to be there. You know, it's level four, basically. Mm -hmm. You can't leave the driver's seat. Uh, but they that they're going to do that on September fifteenth, then I would be more inclined to drop three thousand dollars into your account, and then I'd have to set up some sort of a tracking system so I get every dollar. You trust me, back. You would be able to look. I don't at trust my, you to be that you accurate. You would be able to look in my. My guess is you're going to look into the app, and it's going to say this is what you've earned, and I would give you that money. What are you talking about? Like that. That's. Do you think the app? Do you think the app will be that of accurate? It, Are we going to have another? It It'll be like you had twelve rides today and you were paid forty-two dollars for this Are ride. You... Yeah, I totally think. It... Are you sure we're not going to have one more thing to complain about on well, talking? I mean, to we'll stuff? find something to My complain car went about. Out. That's ridiculous, Robert. We've been doing this show for a long time. We've complained about panel gaps, carpeting thickness, uh, screens, glares, tires. I mean, name a part, actually, pick a part of that car, of any of the four cars that we haven't complained sure. about. There isn't one. It doesn't exist. I know what I haven't complained about. I haven't complained about the little hooks that flip out in the front to hold your grocery bags. I haven't complained about that on my car. Because you don't have them. You have no... <laughs> <laughs> but, and actually, you complained that they didn't exist. So that doesn't... You complained about something on your car that isn't actually on your car, which is awesome. <laughs> and Robert, you said something that's not going to happen. You talked about Battery Investor Day, September 15th. You know why it's not going to happen? Why is that? Because they keep delaying it because Elon wants to get to the point whether they can do it in person. You guess... You know what's not going to be happening on September 15th? In-person large group gatherings. You know why? Because things are going to be worse in because, September 15th than they are today. you're a doctor and you know about this and Elon is not. Yes. Magically, everything's going to get better. Actually, things are going to be significantly worse September 15th. There ain't going to be no in-person battery day. Somebody at Tesla needs to work that out and just do it virtually because that is not happening in person until there's a vaccine. How many times must I tell you this, Elon? Listen. And then the, the, it's not going to work unless people get the vaccine within two months of the meeting. <laughs> do not depress the listeners. The vaccine <laughs> might only last for a few months. <laughs> a, they need to make six billion doses. And B, they need to make six billion doses every two months. Uh 
That's right. Every time you go to the dentist, <laughs> you need to get a vaccine. Yeah. Oh, it's such a wonderful, you know, that's, wonderful that vaccine. That is truly, that is truly a ton of vaccines. Yeah. Actually, we should say, uh, because we're joking, but we don't know. The vaccine might be for the spike protein. It might be better than the one study that's from China that suggested that people were losing their immunity or at least the serological evidence for their immunity within a few months. We don't know clinically. We should say we just don't know yet. Wait and see. What is it? Let me ask you guys this. You're both but. you're both doctors. What is it in all of your careers in medicine that you learned when you started that's still accurate today? Aspirin for MI. Aspirin is good. That's a good one. Thank you. Getting hit on the head with a hammer is bad. Not really medical. Not really uh, medical, but okay, I'm going to give you that one. Your grandmother actually had all the right things. Do everything in moderation. Drink not too much. Eat meat and fats, but no, not too much. Exercise, not too mm-hmm. much. You know, Le- grandma leeches. was right. Did they learn anything leeches. new this year about, say, pneumonia, for instance? We learned that it's bad when it's viral and caused by COVID. (laughs) My point is that medicine is a constantly evolving and COVID has been around on this planet for around six months. And what we know, what we thought we knew about it when it started is not even close to what we know about it now. And we have no idea what it's like in the future right now, what I heard today and not to depress everybody is that in all of the three States that having the most outbreaks right now, it's affecting young people more than older people, mostly because, well, the young people have decided that they're just going to hang out together. And so more of them are contracting it and uh, passing it to their grandmamas and such like that. So I'm impressed because I think we went for nearly 45 Without minutes talking about before it? we talked yeah, about COVID. True. That is that's a record that is going in the Guinness because usually it's two minutes. Can two I minutes. throw down some some Tesla stories on you guys? I actually did throw into a document. Oh, that's cool. What's and it called? Let me just, you know about these things. It's called the stool document. <laughs> well, we missed, okay, since we were on the air last with, with Brandon... We missed a launch of Starlink uh, satellites, so we now have another batch of Starlinks up there, which was pretty cool. And I believe that particular uh, rocket ship had flown five times or something prior. Five times. I think so. That is pretty impressive. And we today, today there was supposed to be a launch of 60 more Starlinks, but it's been delayed till oh, Thursday. They caught the fairing. They caught both parts. What? Is that the first time they've caught? Yeah, I think I think it is. They only caught one before. It's weird they don't talk about that and they don't put cameras on that. But I want to see that. 